No, mine is not the fastest, but mine can... Because I, I can't really understand too fast, but it, mine goes pretty fast. The gasmen have their going... That's how it divides the front bubble. They can understand it. I know. And I can't figure what they... And, and yeah, some, some of my friend needs a whiz on a computer, mm -hmm. and his voice needs that. And it's like, wow. And I can, I can make it go that fast. Even my brain doesn't go that fast. I don't know. I can't. The brain. You were asking about our schedule. Yeah. Okay. Full far, I have to confirm. For Christmas Eve. For Christmas Eve, we, we should be on twice. Uh, Christmas Eve day, we should start at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, East Coast time. And I don't know how long we're going yet. And then we'll come... Yeah, it's, it's 10 o'clock. Yep. West Coast. Uh-huh. So that'd be what? 7 night. in the morning. And then we're coming back on at midnight. And we're going to see Santa. So that's, that's our, and then we'll be on Christmas night at midnight, uh, the 26th at midnight, the 27th at midnight, and then New Year's Eve at midnight. All Eastern Standard Wait, Time. New Year's Eve, you'll be on at midnight. Yeah. You're, you're then we're going, then we're going to visit Patricia in intensive care. I, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Bill and Mike are going to give up their, uh, well, the only reason why we're doing it, because Patricia thought it would be a good idea to be with the family during the week between Christmas and New Year's. During so. the holidays. Yeah. Well, I don't remember that I said it out loud, but I think it's a great idea. Well, you did. That's why I, didn't, I never really thought of it. Well, look, I said that? actually. Yeah, that was your, that was your, that was your good idea for the year. Yeah, that was a good idea. You know? Oh gosh, yeah. good for me. Yeah, I didn't. Good for I you. Didn't. Yeah, yay for you. Yeah, so that's a good idea. Midnight for you is. And it's, it, if Patricia does go intensive care, we all go with her. So it's gonna be a good, a good match. <laughs> you know, I, I tell you, before, before I hit Patricia's age of age of seventy-eight. Seventy-eight, yeah. Huh? Which is gonna be about like seven years from now. Yeah. Yeah, well... I hope we get to meet each other, though, because I can just imagine how much fun the three of us... Yep, I think you're right. I think Patricia will... She'll, uh... When we have dinner, uh, you and I will be on breakfast and she'll still be working on dinner, so it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, eat, I eat breakfast all day long, so it wouldn't make any difference. You guys could have your bacon and eggs, and I would, too. Let me ask Walden this one question. How, where, when did you get to see either Gloria McMillan last or Janet Waldo last? <laughs> well, um, I talked to him pretty much. I got a call from uh, Gloria's husband, Ron. They saw some people. I saw her in November, um, so that was last month. And Janet, it's been, uh, I saw her in September. But you, but you talk to them quite I saw, a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, they gave me emails or things. I, uh, so, but no, Janet, uh, when I went on, when we went on Larry King, uh, Janet came over to say hi to me, and then, uh, and then when I had the Spurback Convention, Gloria came over, so. And so we're working on the, uh, web convention in June, so, Ron, you should come over in Seattle. I should. You, you, Ron, honestly, you should come to an old-time radio convention one time. No, I tell you, me and Patricia, we should save, we should save our pennies. And, and yeah. 
I'm falling over, you know what I mean? You know. So I think I it'd be good if I have enough if I have enough penny banks in the in the coffer if everything we're working on does well, Patricia should go. No, she shouldn't. Well, you, you you can go and just hang out in your bed and hang out in your hotel room and read. Well, crazy, I could do that and stay home. I know. <laughs> so so you know okay so I guess the, the moral. Uh-huh. Is, you know, Ron, I guess the only way you're going to see Patricia if, if I have to take her, take her to Hawaii. I guess that's going to be there the, you go. That's, it's the negotiation here. That's the only way. Oh, you're getting warmer. Well, you know, that makes sense because she doesn't like being cold climates. And I know. Hawaii, Hawaii would be pretty... Seventy, yeah, Hawaii would be pretty good for Patricia. There you go. She might Hawaii not, would be pretty good for Patricia. Yeah, she might not move back to Florida. That would be, that'd be interesting. Whoa. I'm going to let you guys go, but I just want to let you know that, Patricia, you have made me a happy camper. Oh, I'm so glad. I was so happy when I found those jazz shows, and I thought, I have a home for them, and I was so hopeful that they were good. I did good, huh? You did. You did real well. I did good. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad they made your ears happy. Oh. I will be listening to all these band revolves. And I have a, a friend who plays a clarinet and saxophone. And he, and Does he play as well as Artie Shaw and Billy Goodman? Yeah, he can. Hey. He can play the begin, the begin, the way Artie Shaw did it. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, now, well, are you working the next two weeks? How's your, how's your holiday season turning out? Oh, yeah, the next three Saturdays I'm booked. What? Huh? Oh, yeah? Uh, You'll be hearing from me anywhere. That <laughs> threat? Because I, I get through at um, <laughs> 11 o'clock your time, Walter. Okay. Okay, so you Are be you working New Year's Eve? Are you going to work New Year's Eve? No, I'm going to be, I'm going to be around. So you can, you can play for us? Uh, of course. Okay. Of course. So we'll, we don't have to play, we don't have to pay you in the scale or anything like no, that. No, you don't have to. Oh, God. He's paying everybody else with my money. I don't know why he wouldn't do that. Well, you know, maybe maybe we can... Oh, oh, did we get Ron? We didn't get Ron. No. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Maybe we can pay him off until she rolls. That's what we got to just say. Yeah. What, what, was the, what was the question? Was it two well, was... question is, we've had this thing going for a bunch of weeks. Uh, yeah. Walden insists that a Tootsie Roll is caramel. And I say a Tootsie Roll is chocolate, so we're taking votes. What do you think? I say it's chocolate. Oh, bless your little pea-picking heart. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I think it's chocolate. He's just feeling sorry for you. That's why he gave you no, the No, it isn't. It's chocolate. I mean, the, the Tootsie Roll people say it's a chocolatey treat. Walden insists that it's caramel, and he's all happy that he's got four votes plus one that says there ain't nothing chocolate about Tootsie Roll. <laughs> so he's got four and a half, and I now have one, two, What's three, the real four, answer, five. you know? It's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> he says the Tootsie Roll people don't know what they're selling. Okay, all right. You got it now, right? You, you, you've picked up well, the... Well, it might be true. It here. might be true when they, when they have people that just are not... Forty percent of the customer base don't know what they're buying. So 40%? that be true. How do you get forty percent? Well, you got ten, I got four. 
<laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Well, until you hear from me, aloha. Aloha. Aloha, Ron. Thanks for calling. 714-545-2071. The trick you on the bait. Raise on. Could I talk to the mathematician in our presence, please? <laughs> yes, my dear. How do you get 40% out of 4 out of 14? Well, I was trying to see if anybody could catch me. Hello well, there, you're funny. <laughs> Hello, Walden. Hello, Patricia. Hi, Jim. How you well, doing? I, I still maintain chocolate butt. I'm wondering. It's a butt. It's I don't a want butt. a butt. Stop right there. Stop right there. I don't want but. a butt. I don't want a butt. No, yeah, but what? But there's one. Have you, one way we might be able to settle this. Have you? Have, has anyone looked at the wrapping to see what the ingredients in Tootsie Rolls are? Well, I went to the Tootsie Roll site, and it says it's chocolate. And they don't. And and the Tootsie Roll wrapper has cocoa yeah. as an ingredient. That's the same thing? Yeah. I thought so. Because you don't want people say hot chocolate or hot cocoa. Yeah. Well, cocoa, we we decided earlier we were squirreling around for information. I was. People send me out for homework assignments. But cocoa is unsweetened, and the hot chocolate stuff is sweetened. Huh. So chocolate I mean, is, is it cocoa. kind of like a tomatoes, tomatoes thing? No, no. The cocoa is unsweetened, so it's got a very bitter taste to it until you put sugar in it. But huh. chocolate, chocolate is already sweetened. So when people say they're drinking hot, chocolate, I mean technically they might they might be drinking hot chocolate when they're really drinking hot cocoa or vice versa. Well, they're they're drinking. It, it's the packaging. It's how it comes. When you're drinking a cup of this stuff. You can be drinking hot chocolate or hot cocoa. It doesn't make any difference because both of them will have sugar. But the yeah. raw ingredient, when you have chocolate and you have cocoa sitting next to each other, the chocolate already has the sugar in. The cocoa, you have to put sugar in in order to make it. When you buy, say, Nestle's or, or uh, Nestle's hot, well, Nestle's, Nestle's or Hershey's or whatever brands they make now, mm-hmm. are you buying chocolate? Well, that's really interesting. Well, the cocoa is chocolate, and chocolate, of course, is chocolate. But let me see what they're advertising. Jim, you're just a whole new dimension here. All right, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. Before I do the homework, Jim, is the Tootsie Roll chocolate or caramel? I still say chocolate. Thank you. I don't. Although, oh, you, you know, I, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm yeah, so sorry. We, no, we, no, we, 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 we know, we know, stop, we know you're stop, wrong, Jim. What can stop, I say? Stop, stop. No, I'm sorry, Jim. I went through my list and I hopped right over your name. You're on my list. Okay, you are one of now, my. Here's a possibility as a compromise. Could it? Could they have both in them? No. 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 Yeah, we know chocolate is nowhere to be found, so we know that. Because, like, for example, there are some candy bars where they have both chocolate, like a Milky Way has both chocolate and caramel, right? Right. Okay, because I'm wondering if that could be a possibility. No. A Tootsie Roll is a Tootsie Roll. It's a chocolatey, it's a chocolatey treat. Boy, don't you wish we could settle all controversies this easily? I know. It's I know. Not, all the can you imagine? But, 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 but,
but, but, him over here. He sounds like a motorboat. But, 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 but not the Middle East is going to be easier than this. This is not settled. The, the, you know, the minority is, the minority is speaking. It's, we're speaking for our rights to determine our, our, our life destiny that Tootsie Rolls are made out of caramel. They're not made out of chocolate. And we will stand for the rights of the caramel manufacturer to say that their non-chocolatey product is caramel. I thank you. Oh, your sticking to your guns, I guess. Or, your, or, or not your guns, that's not the proper word. You sticking have, to your wrappers, I guess. You have to lever on one item on the voting booth jammed, I see. Oh, didn't I do the voting? I voted for Radio City Playhouse. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, you did. No, I, I, was, asking, I was saying to Walden, voting for chocolate or caramel, he's got the chocolate lever jammed. Oh, by the way, Patricia, I, th I haven't had a chance to look at it yet, but I think I got your envelope yesterday. I'm sure you did. I'm positive you did. It's a big... All right, let's see. All right, although many people use the term hot cocoa interchangeably with hot chocolate, there is a big difference between the two. Hot chocolate, or drinking chocolate, is made from ground chocolate, which contains cocoa butter, which is mixed with hot milk to make the beverage. Our hot cocoa, however, is made from cocoa powder only, which contains no cocoa butter. And this is very low in fat, along with non-fat. What am I reading here? And, and no chocolate. Well, you know, if it's no chocolate mixing in that thing. Well, you never, you know, it is one thing I must concede to Patricia, that you never hear anyone say, when you're having cold chocolate milk, I never hear anyone say, I'm going to drink some cold cocoa. There you go. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Um, best friends, cocoa. How did I wind up on this site? Can would you trust? Well, I guess you would. It looks like a pretty classy site. Would you buy something that was called Best Friends Cocoa? The Friends Cocoa. Best friends. You're my best yeah, friend. Yeah. Best friends, Cocoa. I might. Yeah. Cure your name. Yeah, I might. I might. Uh huh. Yeah, I might do it if they had what I wanted. Yeah, I, I probably would. And I'm looking here, and I see what I want, and I already bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. All right. Milk, chocolate, hot cocoa, cafe escapes. Um, Hershey's Kitchen, hot cocoa recipe. Chocolate beginning to, don't go away, don't go away. Creamy hot cocoa. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Starbucks uses a double chocolate hot cocoa mix. And just charge you nineteen ninety five for a cup, probably. Yeah, probably. Let's see what the Hershey's people say. How about places like if you order cho chocolate at McDonald's, are you getting hot chocolate or cocoa? You're probably getting oh, hot chocolate. I don't yeah. know. I, I think it I just want to go it, back. It, it depends if you, if you drop it in your lap, it's how much it char how much you can build McDonald's for. If you don't do they do water or milk? I, I do not think I want to be involved in this. I do believe I want to stick with it. Now, do you, do you okay. ever use the hot chocolate in water, or do you mainly use milk for yours? It depends on what the mixture is. Okay, here's the ingredients for hot cocoa. You start out with a half a cup of sugar, so the cocoa is not sweetened. And this is from Hershey's. You start out with a half a cup of sugar, a dash of salt, four cups or one quart of milk, a quarter of a cup of Hershey's cocoa, third of a cup of hot water, and three quarters of a teaspoon of vanilla. So, half a cup of sugar and a quart. 
guess. So if you're at the at the store, can you actually request Hershey's either chocolate or cocoa? Well, I'm I don't know about. You just mentioned add Hershey's cocoa. Yeah, yeah it's probably a separate mix. They probably sell it's, both. Yeah, it's it's a powder. I'm so sorry. It um cocoa is a powder. It's not a liquid. Now, okay. So so when you get when you get Hershey's and you spoon it into the milk, you're getting a powder, right? Right. You're you're getting a powder, but if it's the hot chocolate milk, it's pre-sweetened powder. Yeah. And how about and uh, Nestle's? Is that cocoa or chocolate? Nestle's quick. It, it would it would be the same thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, if you if you if you're taking your ice cream and you bought chocolate syrup. Yeah. Yeah. You notice, by just, the way, Walden, you I'm, notice that uh, Member Forrest Gump's mother, she never did say life. And, and I'm trying to be fair to both of you. Patri uh, Walden's, I mean, <laughs> well, you don't, you uh, don't have to work mother to be fair. didn't say life is just a box of cocoa. Patricia keeping you, so there's no way I can do, get you away from a gym, yeah. so, you know. Um, I'm so sorry. You don't, you don't have to be fair to both of us. You just have to be truthful as long as it's chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, did I just noticed how Patricia dropped her voice in reverence when I mentioned chocolate. So, oh, uh, chocolate, yeah. Anyway. Chocolate ice cream, chocolate syrup. But I was just thinking. Yeah. Good I can't, stuff. I can't think of any. Good stuff. Okay. Um, cocoa, Jim, cocoa I want syrup. a boat. I mean, well, the, I cereal, want the cereal, of course, is you? called Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. Cocoa Puff. Or, Are you there? Uh, I was thinking of cocoa syrup. I don't think of any cocoa syrup. You think of malt syrup? Actually, uh, Walden, in the in the early '60s, there was a chocolate. Um, or, well, here I here, here, yeah, here, yeah, I get yeah. out of the controversy. I get right back in yeah, it again. Yeah. Uh, there was a mix you could get in the early '60s for your milk or ice cream, and they called it cocoa marsh. Oh, that had marshmallows in it. Yeah. Was it syrup or was it powder? You know, I can't remember. It was, Jim. I think it was just goo that you shoveled out of a... Yeah, Jim, you, you remember don't... remember Cocoa Marsh? Jim, you no, don't... No, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Jim, you don't forget anything. <laughs> now, how could you not remember, Jim? Jim, you're the one that can... You no, I can remember you... the date of a show, Yeah, you but... have a better memory than I do. But Cocoa... But, but it was called Cocoa Marsh. And I know yeah, Marsh... Bosco was advertised as a chocolate syrup. And that's pre-sweetened. Chocolate is pre-sweetened. All right, let me see here. Coco Mars. Name that. I have done more homework tonight. You're not going to get any more homework until she's after Christmas. She's going on Christmas vacation. Once, once the school get out of school, Patricia too. I yeah. can just imagine this. Maybe they still make it. I don't. But it was. I remember it was called Coco Mars. Well, let me see what comes up here. I think if she, if Patricia sees it on her computer screen, she'll just start. Looking away, you know, that's the problem. Coco Marsh, chocolate syrup. Okay. Um, road food, whatever that is. Let me see. Wikipedia, best known product in post-war years. Coco Marsh. You know, it's amazing. Can you imagine everybody, somebody just sat there in a computer and typed all the stuff that we see on the internet? It's really I know, not, I know. It's no, really, when you think of Wikipedia, I guess, I guess they just write about everything. It, I well, mean, they have people who, they have people get post their things and ideas up there. That's why it's really doesn't have any control. But I I, I feel a lot about certain old time radio shows. There is a whole that there are whole things about yours truly, Johnny mm -hmm. Dollar, and suspense. And I feel pretty good how accurate Wikipedia is generally. Some people can 
complain about it, that it's not. But but then again, they say that it's not always accurate. But I guess, I guess it depends on who writes the article. So, but, you know, I'm just thinking this one person who's sitting there typing 24 hours a day for the last 20 years. Yeah. She's done a very good job putting all this on the internet. Yeah. Did they show well, Patricia now about really? it? It was a syrup? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the Coco Marsh right now. Um, one of the really nifty things about Wiki is that we not only have an enormous body of information, mm -hmm. but there's a way for people to get into the site and correct incorrect information, even though they're not the author of it. Right. I'm amazed at so, how up-to-date it is. For example, on Leap Year morning this year, I just looked up February 29th, just to see about its history, since we don't get them that often, and there was a section on births and deaths of people on February 29th, and it was on, and it was so up to date. That's how I learned that very morning about the death of Davy Jones of the monkeys. I hadn't even heard it on the news yet; it was already posted on Wikipedia. Wow! And, and a lot of times, they get, you can see a, a timestamp when somebody updates Wikipedia at the bottom. It's always, you know, I think it's quite a remarkable piece of stuff. Well, it's, 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 and generally when you Google something, Wikipedia is the first thing listed. Right in the top two or three. Yeah. I hear something interesting. I still don't know what Coco Marsh is, but it said during the year, during the early years, Taylor Reed's, and this is the name of the company, Taylor Reed's main line of business was packaging sugar and chocolate rations, rations for the War Department. In oh. the post-war years, the company's best-known product was Coco Marsh. It was a chocolate syrup, which was advertised heavily on children's programming. Uh -huh. But we do not know what is in Coco Marsh yet. Right. Don't go away. I will find you two. Just keep talking there. Don't pay any attention to me. Okay. I'm just the researcher tonight. <laughs> Good grief. Oh, Jim, so how's your week been so far? Oh, pretty good. I've had a uh, pretty good week. We're, we're just uh, coasting along. By the way, that was an interesting in interview you did last night. You and you and, the, and John and Larry did last night with the sportscaster. And Mike Walton and Beverly Washburn uh, Sunday. And then, uh, Chad, I hope you're listening. We're going to, next Friday, uh, we'll run the Arthur Anderson, Gwen Davies interview. Almost about the two hours. And well, before you and John and Larry even get on. Are they going to be off next Friday? Yeah, they got they got another concert show to do. So they're gonna, they're Arthur gonna, Anderson, Gwen Davies, yeah. Huh? Yep, so we talked about Les Pretend, we talked about both of working with the early days of Orson Welles, we talked about her being a band singer with Artie Shaw, of course their days with Les Pretend, uh, covered a gamut of uh, New York radio. It really, John Larry and I really didn't need to be there, they get they get took over, and so that will be her next Friday. Well, the Gasmans the will be back, we'll feature... Uh, Frank interview with Bob Barker. Bob was born this December twelfth. No, Bob Arthur, the the writer. Bob Barker, the uh, Bob Barker. Yep. Quiz show host. Yep. Price is Right and yep. Two for Consequence. Yep. So we'll feature that. Okay. That'll be fun. Yep. And I talked to interview Jane Winters this week, and so we'll we'll get that up and running here in a few weeks. So that that'll be good. You got your hands full, and yeah. plus not to mention Christmas. Christmas is coming. The geese are getting fat. Yeah. Christmas? What Christmas? I'm dreaming of a white <laughs> Christmas. Oh, dear me. Hang up, Walden. Dear white Coco Marsh chocolate 
Zero. Okay. Don't go away. Product reviews. I put in ingredients in my search engine, but... Oh, here we go. Ingredients. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. The site is still coming up. I'm, I'm a little slow tonight. To Sleigh bell in the snow. I'm dreaming. I will leave now and be back in a couple of minutes. Just like the one I used to know. Do you ever drink you who, Patricia? She gone. Okay. Excuse me? <laughs> She's back. Do you ever yeah. drink you who? You who? You hoo. It's a can of chocolate and, stuff. and drink. No. No. Yes. You hoo, do hoo, no. Can't eat the good stuff. No, she, 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 she's a good little girl. There was a brand in Chicago called Kale. K A A L, I think. Kale chocolate drink in a can. Wow. We talked about Toddy before. When Patricia goes to heaven, I know that's the one thing she's going to ask for her chocolate. When I go to I was heaven? Told, mm -hmm. By the way, that reminds me. When I was real little, one of our house mothers told us that Tootsie Roll, that when we were get to heaven, there would be plenty of Tootsie Roll trees for everybody. Tootsie Roll trees, how sweet! Yeah, I never, I, I, she didn't, she didn't say if they were chocolate or caramel, but all she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. But she said their trees were made of Tootsie Rolls. That's so nice. You don't need And I guess in heaven, I guess you don't have to worry about being overweight, I guess. Nope. Not a problem. No, nobody cares. And I guess you don't have to worry about tooth decay, because uh -oh. I assume there's no disease up No disease. No decay. <laughs> well, of course, that'll put all the wings, tooth toothpaste makers and dentists out of business. Yeah, well, maybe they can put their products in chocolate. You know. yeah, well, I was talking to a friend of mine once about that, by yeah. the way. Well, not to get into too much philosophy, but my friend and I were talking about heaven. Mm -hmm. And a minister I know was talking about heaven. I said, what about all these people whose jobs were like doctors, soldiers, policemen, let's just say. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of professions that won't be needed up there. Well, I bet I bet the good Lord have something planned for them, you know. <laughs> Well, let's hope that one Maybe. of my idea would be, mm -hmm. one of my ideas up there would be there'd be a machine that had a recording of every bro every radio show broadcast. Would there be a permanent record of that so, broadcast? So you're all telling the lost me, so you're telling me, whatever you want to hear, all the lost episodes. So you tell me, Jim, you're telling me uh, that you're going to sit down and listen to every episode of Blondie? To show my friendship for you? <laughs> I mean, well, you have all eternity, so you don't yeah, have them true. all at one time. The, the clock's not on you. Uh, you, now, uh, you well, you, I, you mean, can, I mean, you, I assume if you have millions of years. Yeah, so you can listen to one every 100 million years, I guess. You'd be okay. And there aren't that many. I mean, well, I'm still amazed at how as popular as it was. Really, there aren't that many recordings that's of true. it. That's true. Think about it. That's true. What show uh, are we looking for? That's what's amazed me most about this, 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 uh, I don't, I don't know if hobby's the right word, this endeavor that we're in is shows that you think that were so popular with the public and the shows that are so well remembered there are so few recordings of and then there are other shows that are less well remembered where there are complete runs well i think that the fun thing about it here guys 
we're talking about stuff that we heard over 70 years ago, and we still and we still enjoy it with a passion today. It, it tells you. Well, the, I know, it, and, and you know, it, it's one of those yeah. things that uh, I never, you know, you never get tired. I never get tired of it. Um, when I listen, to, I mean, I, I, I get some television wearies me very quickly. I mean, it's not just because of a visual thing; it's just the stories aren't that appealing mm-hmm. today. Movies. I mean, uh, once in a while there's a good movie, but. I, I don't, I'm thinking about what you and Dr. Beale were talking about last Sunday night about the stars. Mm-hmm. And who was who was it that was interviewed that said that the stars aren't the same? It was, it was on... Uh, Rich, we, we had Richard Lamparski on. Oh, right, about stars and he think the, being he, better he, today. He, he thinks the actors are better today than they were yesterday, but he doesn't think any of them were stars. In other words, they didn't have the, uh, the charisma or the thing to, that made people interested. Well, you know, a, a lot of that might be, and again, I'm doing it from an audio standpoint. Today, many of today's people, and it doesn't, not just actors, I'm thinking of, of political leaders, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of people whose voices you hear regularly on news programs, their voices aren't as distinctive today to me. I... Like, let's just talk about actors. You knew Humphrey Bogart. Yes. You knew Jack Webb. Yeah. You knew... William Conrad, you knew Boris Karloff, you knew, uh, of course, Orson Welles. Well, I think there was a bigger, a bigger emphasis on the voice 50, 60, 70 years ago than there is today. I mean, for well, I example... we had 50 or 60 or 70 years ago. We only had voices, so... When I, when I hear, like, for example, today, and this is not to slam any of today's actors... Unless I heard a scene from the movie and someone was interviewing him, I wouldn't know Robert De Niro's voice from uh, Nick Nolte's. Well, I was just thinking, for example, somebody you would not hear somebody like me on the radio. I don't have a radio voice, you know. Right. Well, um, and I don't. Well, and and, and uh, well, that's one thing nice about you know, things like Yesterday USA is a lot of a lot of the people you have on there are easygoing, and, mm-hmm. and it's not the confront. I don't want, the confrontational isn't what the style I want to mean. What I mean is they don't have the voice that commercial radio, and I'm not saying about your voice, I'm talking about everybody's voice. Mm-hmm. We, we can talk casually on here about this subject, right. for example. Can you imagine if a national talk show took up the subject of Tootsie Rolls, were they caramel or chocolate? <laughs> What well, do you think the we, reaction of radio executives would be? Patricia if, if, and I to debate that issue. Patricia and I are convinced that we have the air to the industry because people copy Patricia's voice. So I'm just convinced that's why uh, national, well-known national broadcasters are tuning in get to see what what topic Patricia Wong. Can you imagine though, seriously, if a host ever actually decided, say, to debate this issue and said? We can't solve the Middle East, but we can solve the Tootsie Roll problem. When I tune in Monday morning to listen to Rush Limbaugh at 9 o'clock, and he said, let's come up with a new topic. Is it chocolate or caramel? I then I know we've made it to the big time. <sighs> then, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I think it would be interesting to, to see how many people would actually it. call and debate <laughs> the issue. Uh, 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 might be fun. I don't have had the courage because you have to get through the screeners, but when... When Limbaugh or Savage or one of those guys says it's an open line today, you bring up the subject you want. I wonder what would happen if someone, say, called one of those shows and said they wanted to discuss if Tootsie Rolls were caramel or chocolate. I wonder if the screener would let them on. We'd never get past the screener. But you know what, though? I, I, this is what my, because we all love talk radio when we were growing up. I think 
this the problem. I don't know if any of the, today's hosts even have a wide enough knowledge base to carry on a wide-ranging conversation anymore. That's why... It was basically the same, the politics, day after day. Yep. This party good, this party bad. Yeah. This, this president good, this president bad, this congressman good, this mm -hmm. congressman bad. And I couldn't picture any of them doing, say, what Ray did, do, devoting an evening, say, to shortwave radio. Yep. Well, I don't think anybody could carry Patricia's shoes. No, neither. She, she, she can talk about looking up how high the mountain versus looking up uh, chocolate moist to looking up uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, badgers information. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she's done it all. Yeah, I mean, what other nationally known, beloved, beloved radio personality would take that on besides our Patricia? She's the well, only one. We're international. We're on the internet. That's right. right. Well, That's you know, right. that would be fun if, if some if some radio critic would say in one of his big columns, say the big, the, I don't know if the radio, if the LA Times has a radio columnist now, I know only, they have a only, TV yeah, columnist. Yeah, only, only County does. Yeah. But if you had, say, a radio TV columnist mm -hmm. would write in his column one day, you know, he says, regular commercial radio could learn a lot if they listen to a program on Saturday night <laughs> on yes, USA. <laughs> yeah. That is the kind of talk radio we need. Right. At least once a week, maybe. That's right. And I, I, I think, you know, it, and, it, and it, it's free form. Mm -hmm. Of course, we're not restricted by the clock. Just think, you could end this show after I hang up, yep. or you could end it at 5.30 a.m. this morning. You have uh -huh. the freedom to do that. That's right. We get away with moda. There's no doubt about that. I guess the, I guess technically, because you have those, care, those weekend schedule, you have to at least leave by 6 because of those book programs, right? Nine. Well... Patricia oh. is nine. Well, 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 it depends. It depends if Bill Bragg's listening. If he's not listening, we can get away. Okay. If, if he's listening, I think I might be in trouble for the off for night off by nine in the morning, Eastern uh, time. Eastern time, yeah. But if I if I I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, Patricia and I might be a little poop because we've been on for ten and a half hours by then. So I don't. Um, we didn't. We didn't know. We didn't know that from McGee and Molly special a few years ago mm -hmm. for their. Anniversary. How long were you on? Fourteen hours. Is that a record? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think the only only time we've ever approached that is when we done our Christmas Eve. If you can combine our two broadcasts, we might have gone close to that. How many years have you been doing the Christmas Eve Day Show now, Walden? Uh, with Patricia, it's going to be five years. You all together. And, uh, and I've done the. Uh, Special, I think, for close to ten. Yeah. But well, I, I, I have yeah. found, I have well, found, I found my Patricia, and we've been together for five Christmases. Nobody gonna take us apart. I don't know what to do without her on a Christmas. You know, I mean, I'm. The only Christmas Eve you missed, I guess, technically, was last year because it was a Saturday and they had those weekend. Oh, did you start Saturday? You started Saturday night. Yeah, we I started mean. Saturday night, ten thirty. Uh huh. But you, but you didn't do the daytime on nope, Saturday. No, nope. And we were robbed, weren't we, Patricia? We got robbed. Yeah, she agrees. We got robbed. She agrees. Well, at least, you know, and, and again, the thing is, you've got enough, you know, and you've got enough material where, you you know, you got enough Christmas material, some music and radio shows to keep, uh, and you, you, you <laughs> might even spend more talk, more time talking 
than even playing the recordings on Christmas Patricia, Eve. Patricia's, Patricia's notes on the history of Christmas is probably more than 100 pages in her computer files, probably by now. Oh, I've got loads of history of Christmas. Yeah. She's ready for bear. I'm well, it's, uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, I, I know that they... Now, when did the church... I guess it was, what, the second or third century that the church fathers pretty much set December 25th? I know it was a winter festival beforehand yeah. in, in the Roman world. I think it was the second because when we were, we went to, my mom and I went to the Hand of Messiah and what the one thing she brought was a new Christmas trivial book. Right. And I read the history of St. Nicholas and that seemed to be around the second century. So I'm assuming that's where they have settled on December the 25th. He was a real saint who quietly and almost secretly helped people who were in need. It wasn't right. like Santa Claus making the rounds. Correct. Correct. So Santa Claus, our Saint Nicholas was based on that. Uh, you know, on that on that basic principle. Let me see. But, um, maybe next it. week you can research. Here's one that I've been curious about. How did Santa and Ho 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 ever get disconnected? That <laughs> came from the Germans uh, about the, I think the 6th century or something. Yeah. Um, but I, but that's a good question. When Christmas Day got fixed upon being December the twenty fifth? Oh, yeah, that one I that one I can do. Hold on. She is so good. Because most, most I understand most biblical historians say he ha he couldn't have been born in December. No. I've heard some say this could have been the spring. Okay, no, Christmas on December. Also, remember, it had it had to happen during the Roman census. Remember, that's why Joseph and Mary went to Bethlehem to enroll into the Roman census, and so. Okay, a couple of places says it was the year 336. Okay. Um, when December 25th was designated as Christmas, I thought it was later than that. What year did you the, say? I would have been the 4th century. Uh, March, she said 1936. Uh, 336. Three, 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 you know who hated Christmas, and uh, and you know who hated and, and considered it a pagan holiday. It wasn't uh, in this country. The Puritans. Mm -hmm. They banned Christmas uh, when they first settled here. They considered it a pagan holiday and a Roman holiday. You know, it was part yeah. of the Reformation yeah. thing, I guess, and a result. Well, they actually banned Christmas. Well, they even they even thought it was a good idea to live in a commune. A, a commune. Mm -hmm. And that and uh, a commune for two years and that failed, so they gave up on that. Yeah, mm -hmm. they tried. They tried a living. They realized people weren't working, so they gave up on that idea. Uh, but but uh, I know some historians. Uh, didn't George Washington cross the Delaware, or uh, wasn't that on Christmas Day or yeah. the day after? It was Christmas Day. Uh, Seventeen seventy-six, right? Right. Right. Um, I think we all know about the famous peace, Christmas Eve of, what, 1914, I think it was, between uh, the 
Germans and the Brits, where they oh, laid, the, um, they truth, laid out, the temporary truth, yeah. the, where they laid down their arms. Um, we know Christmas Eve, was, I think it was in 1906, when Marconi did one of his experimental broadcasts, I think. On radio? Right, and, and of course, one of them that many of us will always remember, those of us who were old enough, Christmas Eve 1968, when Apollo 8 circled around the moon, and the astronauts read from Genesis. No kidding, and I, I don't, well, I was only two years old. I mean, you're a lot older than we are, Jim, so. <laughs> yeah, Christmas it, Eve it, of 68, they were, they, they, they were circling around the moon. They didn't land, of course, that was the next year. All right. But it was right on Christmas Eve, and he, uh, the astronauts read from Genesis, and you, and there, I'm sure you, there are recordings of it. I'm sure you can find. I bet so. Genesis one. No, Walton and can find it was that. On Christmas okay, St. Nicholas lived from 2000. Uh, I'm sorry, 270 to 343. Hmm. Historic fourth century saint, Bishop of Myra. Um, part of Turkey, because of many miracles attributed, he was elevated to a saint. Da, da, da. He had a reputation for secret gift giving, such as putting coins in the shoes of those who left them out for him, thus becoming a model for our Santa Claus. Feast day is December 6th. And what else would you like me to read to you? I know that... Uh... I've been told the oldest carol, of all the carols we sing, at, of the, the people sing at Christmas time, one of my uh -huh. friends told me one of the oldest was a Come, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which goes all the way back to the 13th century. And that was actually a Lenten, oldest Christmas song. Wasn't that Come, O Come, O Faithful? Oh, Come, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, okay. Yeah, and that's um, come, a Lenten come, song. That was like the tw 13th century. I think my dad told me that Oh Come All Ye Faithful was a, I think that was a German song, oh, I think. Oh Come All Ye Faithful. Uh, a, lot of those, a lot of those songs were, I think, European-based, the, the carols, I think. We know that, we, of course, oh, we, yeah. and you, you know who wrote Hark the Herald Angels Sing? I think that's Martha Luther, right? Mendelssohn. Uh, or did Martha Luther wrote? The story is Martin Luther wrote Away in a Manger. Away in a Manger, okay. Who? I heard he did a write. Uh, one, one story I heard in grade school was he, he, when he was a child, he composed away in a manger. Mm -hmm. I, you know, all of these questions I have buried in my Christmas folders. Now you're just going to have to wait a while before I get to my Christmas folders next week and the week after. On our on. classical station the other day, our host Hoyt Smith has a feature every morning called a. a, a a history, uh, let's see, something about musical history, a mystery in history, and he would give three news headlines, and he would play a song, and a classical piece, and you're supposed to guess the year it was written. Well, this last Thursday, he played Deck the Halls, an instrumental version, and according to him, while the song goes back a long ways, the melody with those words was, I think, 18... Was it 1866, I think? It was, it was in the 1860s, anyway. Wow, after the Civil War. According to this... It was in Europe. Uh, somebody, it was a Scottish claiming, melody. Somebody is claiming Adeste Fidelis, published in 1751, is the oldest Christmas carol. Mm -hmm. um, and as a, a, the um, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Yeah. It's actually a Lenten song. It's, it's the 40-day period of, not Lent, Advent. 
Um, but they always play it at Christmas. Well, it's a, it's a pre-Christmas song. Um, oh, Advent for Advent, ends, like? Advent ends on Christmas, so you will never hear it on Christmas. Oh, during you hear it beforehand. 40, yeah, during the 40 days, they're saying, come, our Savior, come to our... So it's O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel is, a, is um, another name for the Savior. Mm-hmm. Right. And they are, they are asking him to come, and then on Christmas he comes, and that's the celebration. So you'll only hear that song... Uh, for the days, for 40 days before Christmas, and then you won't hear it on Christmas on, or, or after until the next year. Okay. Um, all right, Christmas Carol. Da's lyrics, da, da, da. This is Wikipedia, oldest Christmas carols. I want something that looks reasonably authoritative, so I'll pick Wikipedia. Okay. Um, ba <laughs> Old. One of the oldest musical compositions. Let me see. Good King Wenceslas, Holly and the Ivy, and I do not know this one, Personant Hodier. Don't know that one. So Good King Wenceslas goes back a ways. Well, that's what it says, but it doesn't give us any dates. Um, Liturgical, Joy to the World. Right. Somewhere between 1861 and 1874, 1840, we've got Hark the Herald, oh no, I'm sorry, Hark the Herald, yeah, um, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, this one is marked as 1840. And Mendelssohn, right? Oh dear. It says, Charles Wesley wrote the text for at least three Christmas carols, of which the best known is originally Hark, Hark How All the Welkin Rings, later edited to Hark the Herald Angels Sing. In 1840, Felix Mendelssohn wrote a tune in a cantata. So he, um, Wesley wrote the words, and then Mendelssohn put it Music. to... And, you know, the way in a manger, you know, there are two different... 